You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Miami, home to sun, sand, water, plus books, new ideas, author conversations, and the Miami Book Fair, the nation's largest gathering of readers and writers of all ages. Mark your calendar for the 38th edition of the Miami Book Fair, Sunday to Sunday, November 14th to the 21st, bringing together the greatest thinkers of our time in person and virtually, talking about the issues of the day with audiences of all ages. Join the conversations about sci-fi, the environment, American politics, and world history. Participating will be authors with new fiction, nonfiction, memoir, and essays. Chris Matthews, Channing Tatum, Alan Cumming, James Patterson, and Twilight's Marissa Meyer, too. All this and more at the 38th edition of the Miami Book Fair, November 14th to the 21st, 2021. All coming together for one week, in person and online. Do join us. More information at MiamiBookFairOnline.com or follow us at Miami Book Fair. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. And uh, you remember how last week we said we were going to do a show on, uh, on, on mental health in the industry unless something big happened and sort of well, as it turns out, I think something big happened. Um, <laughs> it's hard to fathom that Facebook going down might be um, a cause an over billion dollar uh, uh, immediate on just to, just to the online economy cal- calamity. But as it turns out, it's, it, it it cost literally tens of billions of dollars. In uh, 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 lost uh, stock shares, Mark Zuckerberg lost eight billion personally. Facebook went down on Monday for a half hour, and the uh, and you wouldn't believe what happened next. <laughs> okay, well done. Uh, how do you? I mean, how do you intro what is possibly the? I mean, this is probably the biggest internet story of. The, the decade, 
the short decade at any rate. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it shows the strength and weakness that is inherent in, in our, in our systems, right? Like if, if we believe what they said was the cause and, and I mean, you know what? I I'll say it. Sometimes just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you, right? Like sometimes I don't believe what these big tech companies tell me are the cause. But if we're going to believe them, it showed a one point failure in in their entire system across <laughs> all of their main platforms, right? Like so, and, and nobody caught that one. Right? So like, this this is so so 2020 2021. Not only is this probably the biggest story of the short decade of in tech, it's also possibly the stupidest one, if they are to be believed. Mm-hmm. That is that is that that is just so apropos to the times. Yeah. Well, I, I, that is true. And I mean the thing is, like, how many times have all of us all of a sudden actually it literally happened to me last night, like when, when a client was like, This is broken, and I'm like, ah, uh, okay, where I couldn't see what could possibly go wrong. Until it did. And then it was like, well, that obviously, like, <laughs> obviously that's how this can fail. But like very clearly, this is how this can happen. And like I had anchored optimized test just around a, the, one of the classes, the class changed. Anyway, like, it, I mean, the, the, the long and short is things look wonky on the site for like half an hour till I fixed it. But I couldn't see how that could possibly happen until it did. And, and there is a chance that the... Like, I can't imagine in such a massive company with so many people dealing with so much to do with their security. Like, they'll have hundreds of people who have looked at their protocols mm-hmm. that nobody caught that. Like, I was the only one looking at mine. I couldn't see my own mistake, right? <laughs> like, that's one person who can't see their own okay. mistake. But uh, anyway. I absolutely believe Facebook when they say this is what happened. I just can't explain what why it happened at exactly that time. But they misdirected themselves off the web. Yep, that's what happened. <laughs> they 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 entered a uh, routing protocol on the DNS network. The domain name the, the, the Facebook is its own registrar and its own multi-host. Mm-hmm. And apparently from that same account they also control all the all the locks on their doors. Um and by the way, Dave, have you ever just just like in Facebook's defense, have you ever ever locked your keys in the car and not know what to do about it? Because that's what Facebook did to themselves. Basically, they locked the keys in the car, and the car was running, but then it stopped running. <laughs> um, okay, so 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 doing a procedure you that they I, would I have stop to do you and say dozens of analogy. Thank you. Doing a procedure that they would have to do dozens of times a day as a this, this, anytime Facebook makes a change to anything, they have to, you know, re-enter all this information, algorithm shift, a new new piece of machine learning, whatever. They've got anything that goes into their system has to be routed across their firewalls and onto the main internet, onto the onto the backbone. Mm-hmm. So they they have to be entering this information dozens of times a day. And exactly when a whistleblower was about to leak all their dirty secrets in Congress live on TV, Facebook goes down because somebody misentered the information. I can't. Yeah, yeah. But I believe that that's what happened. Right. I just don't know why. You just can't say why exactly. Right. right. And that's, yeah. that's, I think, where, <laughs> like, I, you know what? It's funny because so often I'm like, get your tinfoil hat off. And then there's just something, something in this well, one that has my spider senses just sort of like going, it wasn't really that much money they lost, like, that they won't recover. Like, would it have been worth losing their ad revenue for that period? Because the rest of it, they're going to gain back. And it was actually, I was chatting about it. And I'm like, well, there's this much of a, a loss. Um, in, in, in sort of ad revenue per, per half an hour, per hour long period. That's a lot of money. And then Mary, who does a lot of, of sorry, my wife, for, for people who don't know, who does a lot of paid ads, and, and I do on the Google side, but I hadn't thought of this on the, on the Facebook side. Most of it is averaged out. Most of it is averaged out over the life of a campaign or, or, the, or per month or, or whatnot. So did they lose money? Not really, because they've just taken a chunk and then that remainder is just going to average out. It's like me going, I have this much money per month on my campaign that I'm going to give to Google and Google going, 
well, we didn't spend it last week. So we're just going to like increase your spend by 33% for the next three weeks. And then, and then we'll catch up. That's basically what will go on. So there actually wasn't a cost to them. No, like well, it, it'll, be, it'll be very, very minor. So there is that part of my brain that just goes, you know, I just can't pry the tinfoil hat off me in the coincidental timing that they might need to clean off some servers <laughs> to well, like get some stuff done. But I don't know if they needed to clean anything up. They just needed, I think, to make sure that a third of the world's population wasn't talking about what crud musters they are and on their own platform yeah. <laughs> while the whistleblower was explaining to the world what absolute crud yeah. musters they are. Yeah. You know? And then everybody like, has as many Facebook said, but, is yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, straight to Twitter, indeed. But you know, you know what? If if people are complaining about you in your neighbor's house, that's one thing. But if they're complaining about you in your living room, that's quite another. You know, um, and uh, how to say this? Facebook is quite possibly the most useful application of all time, but it's also designed by design, made to piss you off. Mm-hmm. To make you anxious, to ruin your day. Yet you go there because all your friends are there. But it's the agora, the sort of social, um, uh, the, the communities, the, the great, great world um, marketplace, uh, our meeting space where we all scream and yell at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the asshole factory. And um, that's what the, by design, because that gets more people looking and more people screaming and makes more people click on stuff, which makes more ad revenue when they made it like that on purpose. And that's why they went down so that we wouldn't be saying that on their platform that day. And you know what we're, you know what we're still talking about more than what crud musters they are is that they went down. Right. They changed the story. Right. Um, it was amazingly successful. Right. And um, the, um, I don't, but here's the thing thing and mark just in case you're listening which i i I know you are um (laughs) you can only do this once credibly (laughs) and you know you can't even do this once credibly but you got away with it (laughs) um you're in trouble next time there's gonna be a next time or you could start treating your users like um people who are fragile and you're the society that supports you like an organic unit that is fragile because um as uh, the, the the whistleblower, and I'm sorry, I can't, I can't remember her name, um, was saying, you guys don't care what damage you do. Move fast and break stuff. Uh, are we to believe that the new directive to, like, you know, techies is move slow and don't break a damn thing? <laughs> that's what I'd be telling them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it, well, you you bring up an interesting point because you you kind of can't do that again, right? So you you can you can play around. You know what? I, I think Mark right now feels a little bit like a, a prime minister here in Canada who called an election to get like, <laughs> and that was like, well, I didn't get everything I wanted out of that, and I can't do it again, right? Like, but but, but much like Mark Zuckerberg, our prime minister, three days later took a personal vacation on a day that he set aside for remembrance of a genocide committed over Canada's existence. Um, They just don't care because they know there's no rules. Right. Really. Just like the prime minister himself. And I'm, I'm, I'm quoting here. I'm quoting Justin Trudeau. Just like the prime minister, Mark Zuckerberg said, and I quote, we're sorry. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So that's good, eh? <laughs> that does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the world which his code hath wrought. Yeah. Really, there is no accountability. Nobody gives a damn because we expect it to be crazy. We expect the dam to break. It's going to go in and flood 30,000 people. It's going to happen. We know it. But okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's sorry. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> so, um, other stuff happened this week. I thought it was very important because Facebook went down, right? right. Well, <laughs> we, we couldn't talk about it. So, I guess it didn't matter. Not um, at the time. You know what? I wrote this really, really fun short story on what happened and why it happened just after. It was written as a, a smart-ass remark to my team mm-hmm. about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg pushing the magic button that killed Facebook because he, he felt empty and guilty. Right. And uh, I wrote it I wrote, I wrote it to the, you know, 15-person team that I, I work with. And it was a great story. It really was a good story. And I didn't know what to do with it. And, you know, like, it was the most frustrating thing in the world because Normally, you know what I do? I'd put it up on Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I just I, I wanted that instant adrenaline rush of uh or or that 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 instant serotonin rush of people going, hey Jim, nice story. Yeah. Yeah. And that space it's like has it's changed a system us, man. For that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't just Facebook though, it was also Instagram, which Instagram is a weird kind of environment because it's not like direct advertising dollars. You, it's, it's not like what Mary's doing exactly, right? Uh, although she, I'm, I'm, her, 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 her work does, does trend into Instagram. But Instagram is all about influencing, right? And there is a market there, multi-billion dollar market of people saying, this cheese is good. Um, <laughs> and they were all shut out. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's funny, like it just a, a, a funny serendipitous timing that as you're talking about that, I was actually just had called up like a, another story that we're going to be chatting about to get ready for it. And um, it, it, I'm looking at this picture of John Mueller, who, for people who don't know, is often caught on his on his podcast, Search Off the Record, talking about cheese like they, they all are. <laughs> but he even has like little cheese icons in, in his name, I, I, I assume right oh. now. Dude, I know he often does. So it's funny that you mentioned that as I'm just looking. Okay, no, there was absolutely no, uh, no intention to go after uh, John Mueller on that one. Although <laughs> we got a story coming up that, you know, uh, John actually says more than he might have been supposed to. <laughs> um uh, but that's coming up in a few minutes. That was a yeah. fun one. Um, but the Instagram thing, like, 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 how much of our home, personal, small business, uh, world economy is all wrapped up in the world that Mark Zuckerberg owns? Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and. You know, I, I, I know a number of, uh, of, 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 of um, activists who use WhatsApp because they figure their messages just sort of vanish into the ether. Um, <laughs> just a, a quick note to them. Mark Zuckerberg and Peter Thiel own WhatsApp. <laughs> Your messages don't disappear into the ether. They're, they're used to understand you. <laughs> um, just like everything that goes across these networks, they're used to understand us. You know, they're used to help deliver more stuff to us or to deliver us to more stuff. You know, we're not just um, things to market to. We're also forces of energy to use in the marketing of ideas. And that's what the social network's all about. And those ideas aren't necessarily things you agree with, although you do tend gently, so that's good enough for the social network. 
It's it's a crazy world, and most of us, myself included, don't fully understand it, Dave. No, and and it gets really convoluted. There was a, and I, I don't know if you you saw it, um, and it's actually from back in May, but it's been circulating again because we're talking about Facebook, right? So it's 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 sort of like back out in the in the in the wild again. Um, but it was actually a Twitter thread um, by a guy named Robert Gould's Reeve. Um, so Robert saw D. that. Reeve, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? But it talks about sort of the complexity, and and we often, myself included. So when I say we, I mean everybody. You've probably done it. I've done it. I think we've probably talked about it on the show where something will happen, and, and you go to the natural, possible instinctive inclination, and and by that, a common one with Facebook is I was talking about this, and then suddenly I got ads for it, right? And that's sort of what he's talking about um, in, in this one, and so you just jump to that immediate one he's basically going it's been debunked we know that's not true like uh, you know people smarter than us have like tested this out and like run a bunch of you know algorithms and 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 run a bunch of systems and and tools over phones to see what they're doing they're not doing that they're not passing those packets along um but pointing out that it's almost more nefarious than that now i say nefarious because i'm thinking from a privacy standpoint i mean awesome because right now I'm also speaking from a marketing standpoint, but the 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 depth that they're actually looking at things algorithmically is a little more fascinating. And I'll mention this just so that listeners can think a little outside the box about how to connect the dots. Because I think as as marketing, which we all are doing, it is important. And he brings up an important concept: scary for your privacy, important for marketing. Um, is as the story is told, and I have no reason to doubt it, and it's pretty simplistic. I think he'd pick something better than toothpaste if you're making something up. Um, he had gone to his mother's house and spent the week. He then started to get hit with the ads for the toothpaste that she had, that she used. Now, at no point, according to him, and I again believe it because I can't think of any time I've talked to somebody I was staying with about their toothpaste. He never had a discussion about toothpaste. There is no point where it was picked up, but it was very specifically her toothpaste. And then talking about the the scope of information that has to be passing around. She had bought that online. She had used these devices, right? And so it was understanding that his proximity to this product, which they knew had been purchased, um, all of a sudden connected the dots and then he was getting those ads, right? As a marketer, I go, wonderful, right? If I know that this bottle of wine was delivered to this place for this event, for a wedding or whatever. And then all of these people happen to be there. Isn't that wonderful that I could start marketing as a, as a, you know, a vineyard, start marketing Absolutely. wine to those people and go, if you liked it, here it is. Um, but, but, but the downside being right. It's not just, it's, it would actually be better if it was just, it's just listening to me all the time. Cause at least I can control that. No, it's understanding things and connecting the dots between him and somebody who didn't volunteer to pass that information back, right? Like obviously her purchase history is being used to augment his, uh, the marketing messages being sent to him. And that's where it gets a, a little frightening. Well, yeah, indeed. I mean, you, you remember the story and this had to be like almost seven, eight years ago when uh, a target informed a teenage girl's father that the girl was pregnant before she herself informed. I, th- I think before she herself knew she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the products that she was suddenly buying, mm-hmm. she had a she. Well, no, she. I mean, hold on. She knew she was pregnant, but she hadn't told her dad. But Target told her dad by delivering certain messages to her, certain mailings to her back in the days when uh, that was know, a people, thing. <laughs> people <laughs> would would receive um, uh, snail mail campaigns um, that were directed directly to. And so marketers have been this clever for quite a while. You know, mm-hmm. look at someone's purchase history, put it together, boom um market to them um but uh yeah this is uh the ability to invade and even shape perceptions of privacy um are uh staggering yeah and again it did it took facebook going down um well, actually, it took the whistleblower to make us have this conversation. But I think, in a way, Facebook going down may Streisand, Streisand effect um, the uh, the conversation. Um, you, know, you know the Streisand effect, yeah. eh? Okay. So, you know, it, it might even increase the amount that we talk about how 
craptastically awful Facebook is to its users, given what they've done to the world those users live in. On purpose. Mm -hmm. Craziness. And you know what I'm going to do after this show? What are you going to do, Jim? I'm going to check stuff out on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like most people are. (laughs) Because they got to go check reality before I get back to work, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know. Speaking of reality, there was actually more stuff that happened this week than Facebook going down or somebody talking about how craptastic Facebook treats its its users. Mm -hmm. Um, Google did a whole bunch of stuff and said a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Bing did a number of things. And uh, yeah, I probably really ought to start covering some of that stuff, too, because we've gone halfway through the show and we've really talked about how crappy Facebook is to its users and how they went down on Monday. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then let's just start covering Google. <laughs> okay, well, so if Google was like the TV show Lost, eh? <laughs> Want to see where this six, goes? 6, 10, 21. <laughs> 6, 10, 21, dude. 6, 10, 21. That was a cryptic message that was put out in a tweet um, John Mueller sent the other day. And on a little object that looks a little bit like a mechanical puzzle piece um he had inscribed 6 10 21 um which if um my 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 sources are correct was yesterday um and the suggestion was that on 6 10 21 so you probably noticed if it's happened google was going to go after a bunch of uh interlinked link schemes uh you got some nasty reciprocals happening there. Um, pity what's about to happen to your website, eh? That's that. That was the uh, 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 insinuation. But as conversation went on, this is where it gets neat. As conversation went on, um, people started uh, talking about how links weren't worth as much as they had been. And somebody even goes straight out. I asked John, John Mueller straight out. Backlinks are losing worth. And uh, John replied, and this is the cool thing. Things were simpler then. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That should set off conversation for weeks. That's that's almost as big as Facebook going down. <laughs> well, and it's funny because there's so many ways to interpret the the original tweet uh, and then the ones that, that followed. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because <laughs> my actual interpretation of the initial tweet was different than I think many's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I sort of, when I saw it, my takeaway from it was was totally different. Uh, well, not totally. It was in the backlink area, but it was it was different. Um, and then the response to backlinks losing worth, the way he cryptically responded, um, it, it, it seems like it was obvious. And and then 
it seems almost to me like it would be cryptic. So going with my interpretation, yeah, not that I, uh, what I saw was in the initial one, I thought ah, another PBN goes down, right? Like a, a private blog network. I'm like, they, they, they announced those. They're happy with them. This is something they are pleased to talk about. They haven't announced what it would be or, or whatnot, but that was my initial thought, whether it proves to be right or wrong. I, I, I can't see them being so bold as to go, We've told because they've done it in the past and it bit them in the butt. We've got this. We totally understand the architecture of this specific kind of like spam tactic. We've got this now. I can't see them being that bold, but I can see them being bold enough to go, yeah, we figured that one out. Right. Like we figured out this network. We got you. um, And we'll we'll punish the next people, people after. But more on the backlinks are losing worth. Bet he didn't say yes, no, but things were simpler. I think that follows online with what most of us. No, there. I don't think it necessarily means links are losing weight, but rather the calculations behind a link's weight were simpler. That was my interpretation, anyway. That links. I imagine it makes a lot of sense. Um, and so, I mean, it could be said links are losing weight in um, aggregate sense. You don't need five thousand links to rank a page, but you need five hundred really, really good links that say something beneficial say mm-hmm. um about that page or the content on that page yeah well well indeed like i i remember when i was sort of i'd started beanstalk right and like was 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 going from there and i remember my rule of thumb um in regards to how to win any given competition and links i will say were worth a lot more than than they are now um you know i think they're still an incredibly strong factor, but they were basically the, the silver bullet. And it was whatever they've got, do 10% more, right? Like just whatever that is, that number of links that they have, just add 10% and, and it's done. <laughs> like, and it was like, that was just the, the long and short. Now I'm, I'm winning competitions and I'm being beaten in competitions um, where the, the winning site, like, you know, I'll, I'll talk about ones where, where I'm winning because it's a more fun context to put things in, but where we're winning with half or even a third of the backlink counts, um, you know, going to, to the content side or going with the, the link, the kinds of links that we have, right? Like a citation from like papers is very, very different than just like a mention on like a blog post. Right. Like these are these are, you know, there's academic papers and blog, but like these are different links. And I, I think Google is getting better. And I think that's what really like drew my attention to things were simpler. I'm like, right. The blog could be on a Huffington Post, technically higher DA, not a factor, folks, but, you know, higher by a bunch of metrics sort of page. But the citation in a you know competition where we're talking about microservices or machine learning or whatever in these competitions, that citation from that paper from this college was worth more than a stronger link on, on a, on a stronger site because of Google's understanding of what's going on. So I think that's more what they were getting at with the simplicity and why the battles are very different now. Indeed. I'd say even going forward, um, it's not even the paper and the Institute, although both of those are extremely important. Um, like, like extremely important and extremely credible, but there could be a passage in that paper that Google matches up with something on your page and goes, oh my God, that's exactly right. Right. How Google does that, I don't know, but much like a human might. Um, that's it. That's that's the piece that connects them. And that's where Google's going um, or is gone in, uh, gone now. And I think that's, that's how it considers, partially considers um, importance and connections between documents. Um, well, let me move into, into, uh, uh, mum and further, but that's a different sort of machine learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, indeed. And that Kate takes it to the nth degree, but what's interesting here, and I, I loved your mention of passages, um, this can you know, say, and, and the idea of, so much it, it will. And the idea of being able to, you know, look and go, ah, okay, this matches that, right? Like this even if it's just a reinforcement, ah, this reinforces that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the areas that we're, we're seeing a lot of testing in you, me, everybody, like 
you can just sort of miss it because of the frequency of it and because some of them come and go. Um, but what's really fascinating to me is what might happen to the search result page. Like, it, And you bring up something and it's literally is, I'm just thinking of it now um, in, in this context, but where they, they've looked at this paper citing, you know, another, you know, document on the web, but looking at the context of a passage within and a passage within and fact checking each one and, and figuring out what the relevancy is and what happens to the search result where you're going, okay, there is this, this chunk of, of data from over here. It reinforces over here. So do you rank, let's go with the, the case I was sort of starting by talking about, do you go, ah, Dave's client has this great answer to this question, but that answer relies on a passage from the other piece, which you brought up, okay, now how do you merge these two things together? And I've ranted a bunch about Google like scraping and cobbling together their own content, but there's a use case where, ah, this content from, from this page is reliant on this content, this passage from over here as a reference point. So how do we do that? Um, and it, it's going to be a really, really interesting world to see how does the search result evolve um, to accommodate exactly what, what you're bringing up here um, as this, you know, almost citation within a citation or, or fact and, and, and sort of passage relevancy um, to other pieces on the web. And, and I think we actually have a story coming up that I think starts to address um, how they might, how they might look at that. But we'll, we'll talk about that when we're dealing with some Chrome beta um, tests, just a little, uh, a little later in the show. Um, and In-link how, how sort, sort of kind of does that kind of sort of with like concepts, but I want mm -hmm. a tool that does that. And anyone out there who's listening, if you make a tool that does that, Dave and me get 5% because like it was our idea <laughs> each, 5% each because it was our idea. <laughs> you know what we got to do, actually? We got to hire someone to like listen to all of our shows, like make tools based on our conversations. Oh, making tools is, is, is going to be a lot of work, Jim. They just need to file a bunch of patents for stuff. And then we'll just chase after people. Oh, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Then we'll just go. I don't, but I don't want to go after Dixon. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll let him go. Um, um, okay. So, like you, we were just we were talking about the the the, the uh, composition of uh, of a search results page, and um, it was interesting. You said in a, in uh, a competition, you would do just ten percent more than the, than the uh, than, your, than the other the, the other people. Um, Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thinking about the way Google is re is experimenting with reconstituting uh, uh, search results pages, a lot more vertical links, a lot more um, supplemental and rich results, um, and Google is signaling that it wants to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into people's websites, you know, to bring more of it to the surface with the new action with the new error reports that it's. Uh, that it's um, uh, issuing for, for, for rich results in, uh, in Search Console. Um, Google's making it easier for, for webmasters to detect and solve problems that, that, that Google's detected. And it wants to, like, actively display more information deeper into websites as a part of uh, just basic search results. Yeah. I love this. And, and here's why I, I love love this and it's funny like if you read like the new ones there was a couple where i'm like oh what's what's that like i where i actually had to go oh what's what's that um which is is absolutely fine and i loved loved that that actually happened to me um search console has traditionally been in my opinion anyway a bit simplified um and and i think it was important that it was because like that it's a simple place i think it should be a place where you know my dad can go and get in, you know insight about his own website that, that any person could drop in and i pick my dad like you know he's a bright guy but this, he doesn't work like the web is not his space um you know 
he should be able to go there and understand what's going on, right? Without, you know, no problem. But one of the, the problem points is in doing that, I, I always sort of felt, and it's why I've really liked Bing Webmaster Tools in a lot of ways as, as superior for, for site health stuff is it never really made you ask new questions to help you solve your problem, right? Like to just go, eh, you got a problem with your, your rich results, didn't yeah. actually like, <laughs> no, give me a term I need to look up what it means so that I know what to do. Otherwise, now I need to just go and try and figure this out on other websites. And like, but I don't even know how to start asking the right question. And I think this is one of their first forays into going, we're going to get technical here sometimes because we need you to understand either how to ask the question to fix it or at least be able to go, I'll never understand that. That's not my job. Time to call my dev <laughs> and talk to them and, and get them to sort this out. So I, I, I think, like, I really like that they're adding this in. I think rich results are awesome. Um, but to me, almost more is, this is the first time I've really seen them start to put in this, this complicated um, you know, sort of information in front of people who may be lay people and, and facilitate, you know, sort of enable them to go, Okay, now ask the hard questions or at least know that you need to get some help here to solve these these problems because you don't even know like invalid attribute enum value, right? Like I don't expect everybody to know that, (laughs) but but um, surprisingly, there's a number of e-tailers out there. And especially, you know, we've been in the pandemic for 18, 19 months now. And there's you know, a bunch of store owners out there who've had to shift to online and they're not maintaining their store anymore. And all that time they'd be pushing broom just to keep the, the, the floors clean. Mm-hmm. They've been studying how the web works. Right. Smart ones have anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, and I've been finding this, I've been finding this with uh, some of the clients that I've been serving. There's um, a sudden uptick in customers who really understand or who have a better understanding of their websites. Um, I'm finding projects are moving a little bit faster now because people are getting urgencies. Like they understand. Um, okay. Do you know how you, when you're, when you're working with a really good dev team, everything is urgent all the time. Like you've <laughs> got to get, you get the job done. You get, you get a ticket, you get the job done. You get a ticket, you get the job done. You don't want things to pile up on your desk. It's yep. always, you know what I mean? You just, yep. you do that. But when you work with a uh, small business that, you know, the web is just a, se- a secondary place they're selling stuff from, stuff gets done when stuff gets done. Mm-hmm. I don't find that so much anymore. I find that people are like, um, they, they get the urgency because they're living in the environment now. Yeah, well, I think, um, I think the reality certainly hit that in a moment's notice, your brick and mortar might not have people walking through the door. <laughs> like you need a backup plan. Um, so I think if, if nothing else, sort of, which COVID reminds me people in the butt on that one, which reminds me, and I meant to, I meant to talk to you about this before the show. So, so sorry to sort of throw this in there, but, um, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about the metaverse. I'm thinking a lot about, um, uh, uh, the new VR world, the new VR realms mm-hmm. that are, are springing up. And I'm beginning to wonder if our, idea of the web is starting to look a lot like main street did back in like, you know, 1999. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not so sure that the 2d web is a viable space much longer. I I suspect you are right. Like, do I think the idea of having a laptop or or whatnot will go by the wayside? They'll certainly change over the decades ahead, but I think we'll always have something like it just because of the convenience. I mean, maybe that's wrong, but I can't. Oh, you know, you, have, you know what? I think your laptop. I think a laptop or, or a, uh, a even a desktop computer is going to become an essential server in people's yeah. lives. Yeah, uh, just a more powerful unit that uh, pushes to the less powerful but actual worker units. Right, and and that's it, it's funny because I'm like eyeballing, and I, I really want one, but just can't justify it for myself. An Oculus Go, like I already have an Oculus, but like you know where. Mm-hmm. where you know, just smarter, more, well, I guess not smarter, but like more mobile, right? It doesn't need cables and and stuff like that. Um, But I I think you're on like a hundred percent on the right track. And yes, Google Glass didn't, you know, take off and it made creeped a lot of people out, but to where you're talking about with, with VR and and augmented reality and and things like that, I do think it's a natural extension of of what's going on. I, I think it, it, 
Will there be a time in the very near future where, yes, I'll have glasses on and yes, it'll have like a little thing that just sort of gives me additional information on my environment. I, I can't see how that doesn't happen. Like it just, it, it just doesn't make sense. So I, I think going back to your, your initial point, I think a hundred percent, the way we currently think of the web um, is, is, I think you're right. It, it'll be incredibly archaic. Um, and, but there are people, uh, you know, one of the first on board, so I'll, I'll credit her with it was, was Cindy Crum was one of the first people I, I heard talking about it. A lot of people are now, but the idea of taking um, the web and making it basically it's data points, right? You, we can see that with schema. We can see that with, um, you know, some of the, some of the mobile applications and, and things like that, but basically going with Java development is, is sort of based on that. Like it, it's not about this big web experience that changes URLs. It's about the data. Right? And getting you that data and, 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 you know, us presenting it to Google in a way that they go, ah, okay, I understand all of this stuff. And now we can just, you know, sort of present it in the simplest format, be it a phone, be it, you know, in the upper right hand corner of my glasses, when I'm looking at a building going, ah, that's the one It has five stars, right? And I'm looking at a restaurant or, or whatever. Um, but I, I think, you know, that was my long way of going, yes, Jim, I think you're right. I think the way we do the web now is, is, it's and I think people in in younger generations are probably more used to it being in in a, in a more mobile world and probably looking going why are you even looking at it on desktop like why why are, why are you even testing this thing on 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 your browser nobody else is doing that <laughs> and, uh, you know they're they're probably right in in a lot of cases well it's something that I think I'm betting um, we're still a few years from there, but I'm betting mm-hmm. two or three years from now, we're going to be having conversations about a new shopping mall routing system, a new right. way to, um, you know, if you're part of a whole bunch of collection of shops in, in this universe, in this metaverse, um, or this part of the metaverse, here's how you get yourself known in the greater metaverse. You know what I mean? I, be- I bet yeah. you that's where our conversations start shifting. I, I, I think you're right. And I mean, I, I, one of the big holdups, in, in my mind to getting us from here to, to the future that you're talking about is actually in the devices. And it's a, it's a cart in front of the horse, right? Like I, I understand the, the chicken and egg problem is the technology can't take off until the devices can support it, but the devices will never be built until the usage is there, right? Like it just, it's, it's one of those sort of like, I, I view Minecraft like you, anyone. Well, exactly. Yeah, good point. Um, but I remember when Google was launching, they're like, okay, and now they're like Pontiac and buy and like have in their ads like augmented reality. You can sort of point your phone at your driveway and then like a Pontiac will be put there, you know, whatever it was. And, and we've seen. Oh, you're like kidding that, me? I got a Blackberry. Like, I can't even get a Volkswagen <laughs> in my driveway. Uh, you know, where you can like sort of drop things into your environment and sort of see how they look using augmented reality. And it seems very, very clunky. Like I'm holding my phone, like, Yes, I understand this is a modern device, but it's a very archaic way of approaching the problem in, in my mind. Um, but the devices aren't there to just go, yes, we'll just like flash this up, um, you know, directly like Dave's just looking at his living room and let's just put that planter right over there or, or whatnot. Um, so I, I think the technology has got to catch up. It's going to be really interesting to see. And, and maybe one of these days we'll pull on Slosky um, or, or something like that to talk about some of the patents on the hardware side um that have been uh, been being filed i'm sure there's my, i don't know any off the top of my head but i'll bet he does <laughs> uh, yeah actually you know what i'll bet he does and uh we absolutely should um as you know maybe we'll have him on for 10 or 15 minutes and a year from now we'll have him on for 30 minutes on that subject perfect i can see that happening okay things were so much simpler then okay so <laughs> you want to uh you want to get somewhere and you're aware that the carbon footprint is probably astronomically higher if you fly than if you take a train, but you got to get there anyway. And uh, you want to save a few um, feet on your carbon footprint, on your overall carbon footprint. Google's helping out here with something called sustainable. Um, it helps carbon rate flying routes. The route, the route that this one airline takes might be less impactful than the route another airline takes. Yeah, what do you think I like that? it. I, I, you know what? I, I like any time consumers are given choices. Like, I mean, obviously, I also like the planet Earth, so I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Um, by going, like, just marketing hat only, um, I also can go, yeah, 
if, if this is a concern to you, like if you are, you know, focused on price, you, we, you've always had that option, right? Like the, one of the default selectors <laughs> has always been sort by price, right? On, on things like trips, um, but being able to let people do that I love, and I'm betting that often they'll find out that, oh, okay, I can actually save a significant amount for like $1 more, right? But if you were just sorting, uh, you know, I've never thought to, to run that calculation. I've never even thought, even when looking at routes going, oh, that one's a bit longer, but it'll get me there faster. Well, so I'll take that one. I've never thought to go, right, but what does that mean? Well, you know what it means? It means that you're taking off and landing less frequently. The longer trip probably has the shortest or the the the, the lowest carbon footprint, right? Because it involves uh, less mega energy use. The energy it takes to get a plane off the ground is far more than than the energy it takes to keep the plane flying, right? Um, so take off. So the cheapest fare probably has you um, deplaning and taking off again two or three times in your journey. That has a much higher carbon footprint than the higher fare that gets you from say, New York all the way to Tokyo. Well, indeed. But, uh, you know, and I'm betting that there are some going to be some subtle differences. I will have a, a cho choice if I'm, I'm traveling basically anywhere in the world. Right? Like if I'm traveling anywhere east of where I am, I will go from Victoria to Seattle and then I'll travel <laughs> out of Seattle or I'll go from Victoria to Calgary. And then anywhere else. And that like is the be... one thing I don't miss about living right. in Victoria. That's <laughs> it's, it's, the it's one, one of my thing. Roots. But one of the big impacts, I mean, like, let's assume both trips are going to be the same distance. My up and down on that Calgary route is going to be in a 737. I'm going to be doing that two times. Or maybe a 787. Yeah, there you second, go. But sure. It'll be a 737, whereas it's going to be like a dash eight, like 16-seater, 30-seater, I think. For the first hop, and then I'm going to be on like the 737 yeah, or whatnot. Yeah. So oh, that makes it's going to be sense. a smaller plane for for one of those up and down, and 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 save the the environment just a little bit. And I, you know, I, if nothing else, the fact that Google's introduced this has now actually made me think. Indeed, like that. I've but, never and, even thought of it before. And let's face it: if you're flying from Victoria to Seattle and you're taking the Dash Eight, it's just an infinitely nicer flight. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, it really is. And if you and if you're smart and you're there early. Unless there's a little kid, unless you're there early, you, you can ask to sit in the jump seat and then the co-pilot seat. If there's a little kid, you got to give the seat to the little kid because you just got to. You, you do got to. Yeah, I've, I've gotten that seat once. It, it is it is fun. Isn't it? The it just changes your whole perception of flying. Yeah. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, 
Samantha Cole, Stacy Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Okay, where do you want to go next? Um, okay, let's go to... Well, we got 10 minutes before we got a hard stop in 10 minutes. One of my favorites, and it, it alluded back favorite things that, that happened this week, and it's, uh, well, we almost got through a show without mentioning Barry Schwartz, but he oh, wrote wow. about it over on, on October 5th, and it relates to, to something I was talking about earlier, and I said, I'll be tying in this into a story later where earlier I've been talking about this co-citation. What if you need to be able to get two pieces of, of sort of information or, or if two pieces are, are highly related to each other. Um, Google's beta version of Chrome is testing a couple new features. One of them I'd heard about uh, about a week ago on Twitter, but now there's writing about it, which is, is great. Um, and it's in test, but it's, it's the idea of when you click through on a search result or, or it's creating a scenario where when you click through on a search result, that's showing up on, on the right-hand side, but there's an option to have sort of a, a left-hand pane available, like we used to do with frames all the time, right, with the left-hand navigation, um, but having the search results, remaining search results there. So ready for you to like choose different, different options. Um, that immediately opens up for me the, the opportunity to go, it doesn't have to be the remaining search results, right? Like very clearly, it makes sense that that would be the first thing that they would do. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. So as you're scrolling down the page, for example, they click through to Dave's page, right? Like, or, or Dave's client's page and they're reading. And then they hit that spot where it made sense more in the context of this other passage, right? The one that you had mentioned, you know, we were talking about passage indexing. Okay, now let's start integrating featured snippets in there. They will let you to go to that page for additional reading if you want or let you bookmark it or, or whatever. But basically giving Google an opportunity and inject probably a, a ton of ads. <laughs> like, let's be honest, it's sure cool that, that they're going to do that. Um, but it, it's the first time in, in a long time I've seen a structural change at Google that gets me really excited and quite honestly has changed some of my strategies for some of the clients knowing that this is coming. Um, you know, for, for example, in, in a lot of cases, I'm looking more closely at where a competitor, um, where, where they rank that we might not rank and going, okay, if somebody's going to have the remaining results appearing on the left-hand side, it becomes more important that I'm ranking near that competitor so that I'm available while they're looking at my competitor's sites, right? Like where that all of a sudden increases in value to me rather than they're going to click next and then they're going to sort through things. I want to associate, I want them to be looking at me and imagine once they get ads in there, being able to go, well, they're on this site, (laughs) like, well, they're there. Um, you know, I, I want to engage them there. I, I think I think it'd be a wonderful advertising opportunity for Google, like an ad placement opportunity, which has got to be what they're looking at. Like, it just uh, it'll be interesting to see how users actually use that feature. Like, mm-hmm. you're right. I think your initial it's somewhat cynical, but I think it's pretty accurate. Um, Google's creating more space to plant billboards. Mm-hmm. Like, they just made more land, twice as much land. Right. Um, makes perfect sense. Will users click there? Will users click those ads? Um, or will they be just be clicking the the um, second choice SERPs that they, they, they suddenly have to go to? Um, and what's it going to take to get someone to move from the body of information they're looking at to you could have also looked at? Right. Well, but one of the interesting things I think Google will have going for them, and it's just it's one of the states of being Google now in this one. If nothing else, they still win. They may not have made an extra click onto an ad, which is obviously what they want from everything, but they will have gained information. They'll see, okay, that featured snippet tied to that, right? And be able to improve their, their algorithm. Oh, okay, when they're looking at that, they're interested in that, right? Even if you're just scrolling and then pausing on a piece of information in the left-hand pane, that will give them an understanding of, okay, this content ties to this, they stopped, they read that, they moved back, they started engaging with that page again. Um, you know, so that when they are targeting you for ads, ta-da, they know just a little bit more about you. <laughs> not, um, not that Google would use such odd page signals such as, I don't know, um, user attention. But I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if uh, in Google's eyes that might confirm um, either linkages between documents or the relevancy and credibility of certain documents. Well, indeed. And it's funny. It's a funny one because you're like, 
the engagement with it. Um, no, I said user retention, they, not they, engagement. Right. That's a they, Google word. <laughs> um, they could then justify that back going, we're actually paying attention to the attention being paid on the search results. Now, it happens to be on the same experience as your page, but with the, the engagement metric they would might be looking at there um, would be the search it just happens to be a little more blended. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I could also see them starting to blend search results directly into your page, right? Like it, it just it's or at least maybe not search oh, results. Oh, but my I'm God, in, could you imagine? Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say search results, putting in the featured snippets, like allowing for like an on hover sort of impact to go, okay, this defines this. Like even that I think would be incendiary for it for for uh whole bunch of webmasters you and me included certain times oh yeah depending on where you get that 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 snippet from you pulling that from my competition yeah well exactly exactly uh but if they base it all on well people looked at this featured snippet over here. <laughs> i can totally see that happening though um, you're totally right i, I imagine we'll hear it as a test there. they might get some pushback but uh but that was probably the most exciting thing to me because i i like the opportunity it produces but also when i see something where i'm like as a searcher I would find that helpful, right? Which is, is at the end of the day, I'm a searcher first. Okay, at the end of the day, I'm a marketer first. But at the end of the day, I have to put on my searcher hat when I'm looking mm -hmm. at every single thing. And I look at that one and go, it is genuinely useful for a large segment of the population. Like, I think if it was adapted or adopted and people used it, it in, in the way they should, right? Like actually sort of used it. And if Google uses it the way they should, I think it can have wide adoption. Um, but it will be interesting to your point to see, does it? Like, I think it should, but I've also thought many things should be adopted. I've mentioned on the show, I also thought Twitter was going to be a fad and just sort of like bypassed it for a good chunk of time. <laughs> like, I, I'm not always on, on target on, on these things, but to me, it just inherently <laughs> seems like it's a uh, adds value to to a results page. It'll distract people while they're on your page, uh, but it'll also distract them while they're on your competitors. So, uh, okay, we are down to the last couple of minutes, and we have a we have a hard stop exactly at the top of the hour. Um, there's a uh, for those who still use the Google Keyword Planning tool religiously. Um, I have I haven't used the Google Keyword Planning tool in over a year. I, I, it's been a while. Anyway, uh -huh. um, but if you do, Google's got got new uh, two new metrics that it's including, uh, showing how a uh, keyword or a, uh, a query is um, either um, increasing, stable, or declining in uh, as as a trend over um, the last couple of months. Yeah, this is my favorite thing. I think <laughs> I said useful. the last thing was my favorite thing. I changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like, quite useful, eh? It's it's very useful. I think it's going to be like wonderful as we're heading into the holidays. Like it's it's a great time for a feature like this, um, so that we can see our trending, especially as we start to approach and then move to the other side of Black Friday, right? And see, okay, yeah. how how are things how are things moving in that direction? Um, yeah, I, I just really like it and seeing what the what the rate of, of growth is. One of the things I really like about it, we can always go to Google Trends, but this is really easy to use. Um, and in aggregate data, I haven't built um, Data Studio dashboards out of it, but I'm looking forward to diving in yep. and creating some dashboards where when I'm showing a client, they're overarching, like right above where I'm showing them their, their sort of traffic, like here's how your traffic's going, having this, here's the trend data. Like when it shows that you're down in September over August, well, you're oh in travel. Right? Like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, this. beautiful, wonderful. Yeah, it'll be I, yeah. really helpful. Um, to that's, help us that's, justify. That's excellent. Honest to goodness. That, that hadn't occurred to me. But all, I had gotten as far as it saves you an alt tab when you're doing your own research. <laughs> <laughs> which it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's, I think like love this change all around. Um, and, and it just, it just makes sense, right. That they would be going, you know, here's, here's what you should expect to see now, just cause you should expect to see it. One of the things they offer you in Google trends is like a, and here's what we think, right. It's like a, and here's our prediction for the very near future. Um, I'd be interested to see if they're going to be adding that in at any point, because that would also be very, very 
a very helpful feature um, to go, here's what we think is going to happen in the next month. Probably, but remember, this is the same company whose GPS offering guided people off broken bridges. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they might be right. <laughs> well, valid point. I think, you know, in that case, because we're dealing with ads, it's wonderful. You pay for the click, right? So, I mean, I'm simplifying, but telling me, yeah, every like holiday season, this tends to go up. Yeah, even if it doesn't go up quite as much, it probably cost me about what it should have. <laughs> like I probably didn't pay for too much. Anyway, you know what? We probably, oh, I think we've got to round out. I think we're closing out the hour. We are closing up. But one last point. There are idioms that I use. I'm a, I just turned 53 the other day. And like there are idioms I use from the 80s and 90s that just, let's face it, the hepcats today just don't talk that way anymore. It ain't cool. Um, ain't cool at all. Um, no, no matter how cool I think it is. I think this is great. Like, like ideas go in and out of focus. Um, just like the way people speak changes over time. This is this is going to be very helpful. Okay, you are right. We are out of time. Gone full, absolute full circle. Um, in fact, studio is saying get out. On behalf of uh, Dave Davies from BSOG Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the uh, 7th of October, 2021. Be kind, be good to each other, mask up, get vaccinated, and we will talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.